0: okay hello everyone, my name is Ryan Ryan Mitchell, in fact uh you're probably wondering what this is uh this may be a one shot, it may be a series, I don't know yet all I know is that I want to talk about something, I want to talk about me a little bit uh and uh just how i got here in my life this isn't exactly a success story and it's not even really well okay maybe it's a little bit of of a failure story of a guy who had the deck the deck uh, stacked against him quite a few times quite quite a lot and how at one point I wasn't sure if I was really going to make it in any way. All I know is that there's a definitive point in my life when everything changed. And it's not something that is really. That's special when you really start thinking about it. Because all it was was a text message. A text message from a guy I knew a little bit, not a whole lot. But was, he was an acquaintance who became a friend, who became a co worker, who became a close friend. A guy who I trust a lot now. And I owe this guy a lot. Because. If it wasn't for him, I don't know where I am. Today, now, here, talking to you. So for those of you who do know me and have maybe lost contact with me, that's mainly my fault. I'm terrible at keeping in touch with people. Unless you're in my social circle for a lot in an extended period of time. Uh, I'm gonna it's gonna seem like I drop off the face of the universe to you and I apologize for that That that's that's more on me than it is on you because I I, I just suck at it I am bad at keeping contact with people and now, now I'm ramb- rambling and that's just another thing so let's get down to the nitty gritty how in the world does a text message change someone's life Well, first we have to go back a little bit. Back from here at 1.34 a.m. September 20th, 2018. And we gotta go all the way back to the summer of 2015. Specifically around June, July. So at that point, that's graduation season. At that time... I'd graduated from high school for over a year. I'm 19 at this point. So this was only a few weeks after some of my friends graduated who are a year younger than me. They, uh, Some of which yeah, have been on the network and stuff. They, Some of which I want to get on the network, talk to them, do one-on-ones and all sorts of stuff with them. So... At this point, they've all got interesting prospects lined up for them. They've They've all got their goals and their dreams and stuff. And I'm there supporting them. Because if there's one thing I always try to do, I try to support the people I'm closest to. Make sure that they achieve their goals, that they achieve their dreams, that they get the praise that they deserve because they work hard. I can't really say the same for myself, because I don't believe I work hard or stuff, but others will say otherwise. Anyways, at this point, I'm a year out of uh, high school. I'm not in university, mainly because over the past four years between, actually no, not the past four years, for the past 12 or so whenever between 18 and 5 I had been through the absolute fucking ringer the absolute gambit nightmare that was school from preschool to elementary to high school it was hell on earth because for some reason I just didn't get it, and every teacher I had, I, I didn't get along with. For most of them, I did have good teachers. I'm not saying that every teacher I had was bad. No, that's nothing. That's that is not the truth. What is the truth is I had good teachers, and I had bad teachers. I'm not gonna say who was good, who was bad, but at the end they they were good people that just didn't quite get me in a sense and i didn't get them and in turn i looking back on it i think i made it a lot harder on myself because the big thing is i never to me i never applied to myself i never it it didn't interest me I didn't feel like I was being challenged, so why bother? So of course my grades would nosedive in the subjects that you know schools value the math, sciences and whatnot. I was a good when it came to social studies or civics class, however you want to call it, that was good at. I was already at sports. I was pretty good in drama. Actually, looking back, at it, I was damn good at it. And also looking back on it, I didn't quite get along with people. A lot of my fellow classmates. And looking back, I was a fucking brat. I was a fucking brat. It takes a lot to admit that. Like. I was soft, I would get emotional, I'd get riled up real easily. So, some people may have taken advantage of that. Just to rile me up for a quick laugh and all that. While others, maybe I just misunderstood them. Because I didn't trust anyone. (laughs) I didn't know who was riling me up to get amusement. Or if they were just trying to help and I misunderstood it, and I made it, I made them out to be a bad guy. I think, at the end of the day, I may have hurt more people than more people hurt me. Up to a point, <laughs> too. I think as soon as I moved from BC to uh, here in Saskatchewan, that's when, no, I'm just being bullied by a bunch of fucking assholes. So if anyone in BC, if you're if you ever come across this, I sincerely apologize if I for uh, back in the day because I was a fucking piece of shit. I'm willing to admit that. I'll stand by that. I wish I could go back and change that, but I can't. I have to live with it, which sucks. But you can't change the past, can you? Now, in turn, this made me a bit... I was a, I was an emotional kid growing up. And when I got around grade 7, grade 8, I was initially supposed to go into middle school. Those plans were kibosh the minute I moved. Where I was going back into elementary school, which I see as a fatal flaw in the school system here. You're keeping these kids. That are way too big for this. These way too small schools. Hanging around a bunch of really young kids. And being. For some of them. Being a bad influence. I think it's been better if. Hell even 6 to 8. Or 7 to 9. Or something. So. They are in their own area. Where they're in the transitionary period. Going from elementary school to high school where you're in an environment where both are present but you're being but you're adjusting to what is going to be your new life for the next four years depending on like Quebec has uh, CEGEP and I think Ontario straight up has grade 13 Uh, I digress so when I moved, I went to a new school, which apparently we didn't find out until much later. Was a historically rough school, uh, and for two years I went through the absolute hellhole. That was, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't say the name of the school. I'd rather not. All I'm gonna tell you is that it was a shitty fucking school that I want to burn down. <laughs> but I won't do that because that's illegal and I don't want to get thrown into prison for that. Anyways, the ironic thing is now I'm actually friends with a lot of the people I went to school with there. Uh, It's just I was never really their friend there because I was never interacting with them because I was never in the same fucking class as them. Only a couple of them I actually did get to interact with. Because fucking split classes are a nightmare. So, here's here's the big thing. Uh, grade 8. First day. I walk in and I'm told by... Not a friend. And I'd call him an enemy, basically, yeah. Tells me, hey, you're in the other class. Even though I was told I was supposed to be going... Into the class with all the grade 8s. So why am I I in the other class? And then go to the gym. And and everyone gets divvied out. Gets to the grade 7s and 8s. Well, yeah. And uh, last grade 7 class is made. And it's a split class with... Four grade eights. Three new kids and me. Who had only been there for two years. Well, one year at that point. Going into my second year there. And every other grade eight. Was put into one class. Do you see a problem there? You are isolating four kids. Who are new. Probably hoping that they become friends with each other. And the the new-ish kid who just got there and you already knew he had a rough time with some of the kids kids in his class so why not throw him in with all of them so maybe he makes friends with some of those kids nah now nah, let's just put fucking four of them in the grade 7 8 and also have them do double duty By doing both 7 and 8 courses, I think this was more based on grades or something. It was fucking bullshit, anyways. Anyways, it was life on hell for me, because I ended up making more enemies than friends. And by the time I graduated, I was in more or less isolation. My family knew this and it was it was the worst it was the worst time of my life at that point so i then go into high school and thank god my sister had already been in high, in high school at that point now for context i had already been playing football and making great friends through it but for the most of them were going to Catholic schools instead. And I was going to a public school. So, fuck me. <laughs> so, going to high school was actually the best possible thing that could have happened. Because at that point, I had met some of my sister's friends. That she hung out with. The ones that were younger than her and going into either their senior year or or their junior year so I already had people who wanted me as company which was a huge confidence boost but the problem is I'm not in their class I still had to make friends with people in my grade if I was going to make it through these four years so eventually we get to the next year my 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 friends are gone. I'm pretty worried, but but luckily, it's a weird thing how school works. You just start running into people who share the common interest, and at that point, I had already made friends with a couple of people. I felt luckily, tagged despite having a uh, I wouldn't even call him a bad teacher he just didn't get me I didn't get him uh, though I have been told by literally everyone who has been in his math class or, I'm not sure about science class but his math class that he historically had the lowest grade point average even kids that were scoring high like 80s 90s were getting like were getting lower marks in his class At that point that's not the student's fault that, that's something with the teacher. Anyways. So at this point, I... Managed to make a couple friends. And eventually... Uh... <laughs> sorry. I managed to make some friends. And I'm hoping the next... Three years are gonna be a breeze, and boy was I wrong because again, at that point, I had gone through the absolute ringer of school, and I was sick of it. It felt like as soon as I get in there it was I was just ready for the low marks. I was ready to be left in the dust, so thinking, well, it can't get any. Worse than this, I'm not gonna even bother trying. And for the next few years, I don't bother trying. I gave up for three years in high school. High school is supposed to be the highest point in your life for some people. It was a pretty big low for me, but not the lowest. We'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. It's it's in high school that I do make connections and some friends that are still with me today and who you have heard many times already. You know Bum, you know Austin, you know the other Austin. Uh there, there's quite a few people. Hell Tanner. And I didn't actually go to school with Tanner. But he and Lindsay just meshed and then were in high school, well, university. University, they were basically going for the same degree, I think. I think they eventually were going for the same thing. uh, And just became best friends. And he's like a brother to me now. So, while everyone and... I started making a lot more friends, a lot of good friends, a lot of a lot of the smartest people I knew. Uh, like they were on a roll. They were, I almost call them overachievers, but you know what? That's not a bad thing. They applied themselves. They earned every bit of praise that they got because they were that incredible. And then there's me, their dirtbag friend who says a funny joke every now and then, but boy, he can't pass math for shit. Uh, yeah, I know I'm talking about school a lot, but we'll, we'll get to the point. The point is, I wasn't really destined to go to university, so... There was a couple points where I even thought of dropping out of high school. You know, joining the army or something. And I am glad I didn't do that. Because that would have, that, that's the bad ending. So, eventually... It's 2014. We're about May, June. And things have gone to the absolute bleak. Where... I'm spending lunch hours, uh, in classrooms and trying to f- just get my marks up in any way so that summer school for the second year in a row. I think almost third year. Fuck. No, second year. I did not do it between ten and eleven. It was actually wait no, I did. Ten and eleven, eleven twelve. 11, 12, and then 12 afterwards to finish up an art class in which it it all made sense there. there they may be accelerated courses but damn it if I wasn't just fucking killing it during those classes it's like if I only had those as my teachers I probably would have done way better in high school it's it's weird. It's weird. I excelled in summer school of all things. And in actual like the the whole time in school, I did not. I was I was a bad student. It didn't help that I was skipping class a lot of time, but I mean that was mainly because I was sick of everything. I was depressed as fuck and all sorts of shit. So eventually I go through my final weeks of summer school and I'm free it's July and I managed to land a job uh, with co-op coming out of high school because I wasn't I wasn't dancing for university I was destined for the workforce going immediately into it the big thing is I did not hold a job in high school, because, well, I I apparently didn't have time for it, so, and this also goes back to, yeah, so, I get the job at co-op, and I work there for two weeks, I get fired, why? Because I no-showed two shifts. Because I didn't understand that there are repercussions for that. They're a business. They have deadlines. They need employees at work. If you're not working, why are they paying you? So, I'm fired. I'm devastated. And really, I shouldn't have been. This is my fault. You did this to yourself, man. You gotta show up for your shifts. And that's a hard lesson I learned. You gotta show up. If you wanna work, you gotta show up. Bare minimum is to show up. You don't even have to do that good of a job. Just be there. So eventually, a year passes. In that year, I waste most of my time in the basement of the house I'm living in. Uh, and there's a reason why when I moved out here into my current place it felt so refreshing to just have my own room my own bedroom with a closet and everything I was sick of living in unfinished basements and to be fair, the basement I was living in in 2014, fucking swanky as shit looked good as hell added property value, hell yeah problem was it was downstairs it was like a dungeon it's like you went down to the dungeon even if it was bright as hell so I wasted most of my time that year I said I was looking for jobs I wasn't there's not much hiding that let's be real because at that point I was complacent I was almost fine With living like that And it's scary to look back at that And think, holy shit I could have ended up Just a basement dweller In my parents' basement That's, fuck That's horrifying to think about That's your life? No Not for me so eventually a year passes in the basement i like at that time i'm just there's no ambition no nothing i'm getting in fights with my parents about what are you gonna do are you looking for work all sorts of stuff and i see my friends excelling Doing this and that Going here and there Achieving their dreams Or at least working towards it And I'm sitting in the basement Playing League of Legends Because that's all I can do So yes A year passes in the basement And I land my second job It's time I'm with a car dealership Where I'd be Working in the back, cleaning cars, detailing, basically it would be auto detailing, but I'm just cleaning the cars, making them look nice, and all that. Okay, so there was a hailstorm, we moved the nice cars to the back, under cover. Can't let that Jaguar get hail damage, that lowers the, that lowers the value on that thing, that's bad. I get fired in two weeks. Now I was showing up for my shifts. I was working my shifts. The problem was my breaks. I'd go on break. It was probably only supposed to be 30 minutes for lunch. would be gone an hour. Because so I'd drive home and then back. That's about a 15 minute drive. Because it was the middle of the day. It's traffic. It's Winnipeg Street. Fuck, man. It's fucking loaded there. So, yeah. And I got that through connection. Through my dad. And I felt like I let everyone down again. That taught me another shift. You can show up for your shifts. But you still gotta be punctual. You can't be lazy. You gotta... Work hard, and you got to – the second you punch out for a lunch break or something, you have to discipline yourself. Make sure you are back on time. Make sure you actually have a lunch so you don't have to go all the way over to somewhere and then come back, and and maybe that's about 20 minutes. You're five minutes over. Come on. So, that's two jobs down the drain. A year, and I've worked about a month total. That's pretty bad. 11 months out of a job. And not enough to really see much of a tax return. Uh, And... Between both those jobs, I just remembered I had a job in between there for a day, actually. It was actually a couple days because we had orientation uh, and then our first day, more or less. (sighs) Problem was, at that time, I started uh, kickboxing. And... I got hurt. My shoulder was kind of messed up. Not serious, but it was a a strain. Enough that I would notice whenever I was doing anything, basically. Even lying down, I would notice just a tinge of pain. So, going into a job at Loblaws, where I would be in a warehouse, a cold warehouse. And... I, uh, I had to quit after the day because I told, I told them straight up hey I'm hurt and i like that's fine man We get it when you're healed call us I tried to get a job back with them I never did that sucks so three jobs two weeks in a day that's how much i worked in a year that's pretty bad so even talking to uh, the after the fact after all this uh talking to Liam specifically he told me that at that time he was worried about me and he had a good reason to be worried about me like he was worried i was going to be I was going to be nothing, and it would have been tragic. But he would have had to move on, as everyone else would have had. Well, I stay friends with the bum on the street, right? So it's depressing to think about it that way. But you know what? That's that's just how it is. So. We're now to the point where everything changes. Specifically, I stayed over a night night at my buddy's place. I slept on the floor. And this was in the Cathedral District, a place I would actually really love to live. It's a nice spot. Even if you're a train tracks across from the hood. Anyways... That morning, I have maybe a hundred bucks in my bank account, and we go for breakfast, lunch at a bistro kind of place, a cafe. And my buddy, uh, uh, actually, actually, it was Liam, he got me a sandwich, a club sandwich there. And we're sitting on the patio outside. And I get a text message. It's a text message from a friend in Anime Club, Blaine. And he messages me. I wouldn't wish this hell upon anyone else. But are you still looking for a job? I see this. At Texas back, what's the job? And I tell my buddies, "Hey, my buddies, uh, my my buddy from Amber club, he's messaging me that he he says he's got a job for me." And he asked me, "Come down at the brick with a resume. Give it to my boss. You could be working within the week. More or less. I don't have the text with me anymore. And I fucking wish I did because I would hang that shit up on the wall." Because it's that important to me. And. I tell them that. They drive me home. My car was. At the house anyways. I clean up. Put on a shirt. Put on a good shirt. Drive on down to the brick. Mail with the manager. Hand them my resume. uh, And almost instantly they had me do an interview well a little a, a little face to face uh actually this was probably about a day or two after that they called me like hey we want to have an interview with you for the vacant position so I go there they do the interview knock it out of the park I'm like alright you, you basically I walked in they asked me do you have your banking information I'm like, no, I'll go get that. I'll get that uh, on my first shift. And yeah. And that was the job that helped kickstart everything. With that job, I held it for seven months. So, already, major improvement. My job at The Brick was as the merchandising associate. Really, I was the warehouse guy. If you had your invoice, you came to the back, you knock on the door, I open it up, and uh, I'll uh, get you what you need. A dishwasher, a table set, a fucking TV, whatever wherever you needed it, was in the back, I'd go get it, wrap it up, put a nice bowl on it, fucking send that shit out, boy, and that was my job for seven months, the only downside to the job is that I was working alone for most of it, so fucking lugging that shit around, facing and stuff, man, it got boring after a while, but for the first few months, it was great, it was gravy, actually, They are very punctual about stuff. So, for the first three months, I was making sure I was on time, never late, always clocking in, clocking out, and bam, model fucking employee, baby. Uh, And just everyone there was pretty good. It was a good environment to work in. The problem was... when you do everything you can and they expect more... Yeah, you you really... have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. And that's what I don't like about a lot of companies is that they expect you to always be working 24-7, 7 days a week. They have to understand that There will be the point. Where you have done everything. And everything. The place is perfect. You actually. Can't do any better. But they want more. They don't want you slacking. I don't know whether it's not. They don't want you slacking off. Or they just don't want to pay you. For sitting around. I mean do you want me to push broom. Because. I'm just gonna stand there and be on my phone then I'd rather you just fire me than me push broom for 8 hours a day because that's a waste of my fucking time making 800 bucks a check fuck so I may be complaining a lot about my old job but you know what if it wasn't for a text message from Blaine, I am not here where I am talking to you, the listener, who has given me your valuable time for me to just ramble on about a bunch of bullshit from my past. So, how how come... I only lasted seven months. We're in twenty eighteen, I'm not still working there. No, I'm not. Uh, I was both fired and I quit at the same time. I was given my letter. Well, they. I was given my letter. My two weeks when I was going to tell them, "Hey, you've got two weeks because I'm out of here." There was a point where I had done everything I possibly could have done, and I was just sick of them expecting there to be more when there was no more. I'm sorry, there just wasn't any more for me to do. So I would go into the back, I'd find a spot away from the cameras, hide, and I'd be on my phone, mainly reading My Hero Academia. Uh, I probably that's actually kind of the reason I got fired was because I was reading My Hero Academia because I watched the show and I was like damn I gotta keep reading so I kept reading and yeah eventually they were just like hey man bye I'm like see ya so for the next little while after that I've got another job. Hey. It does look like things are back to square one, but the difference is... Seven months at a job can really build your confidence and really builds a work ethic. Something that can't be built in two weeks and certainly can't be built in a day. Much like Rome, Rome was not built in a day. And Ryan Mitchell's work ethic was not built in two weeks it was built in seven months seven months where I busted my ass to m- make the best of a job to make the best of a work day even if I was all alone so I then again, my uh, our very own Austin gets in contact with me and tells me hey Actually, you can probably go and find the episode of SFP where I am offered a job because I was talking about man, I I need I need a job. Funds are getting low, and Austin's like, "Hey, I need a I need someone here at my job. They need a night cream." And I'm like, "Sure, whatever." I toss in my resume, I get hired. And between the very end of July, so between February and July, I was not working, but I was trying my best to find a job. So I started working at, was currently my current job, at Ardell Steel as a night Craner. That first year, when you're tossed a remote and told to crane bundles of steel that weighs more than you, about as much as your car sometimes, that's intimidating. For a while there, I wasn't sure if I was going to last, but I did. I stuck in. I hung in. And luckily, I had something that I didn't. Didn't have at previous jobs. A competent boss. Someone who was hard on me. But was only hard on me because he saw potential. And wanted to build me up. Rather than break me down. And build me up in his image. No. That's not really the sign of a good leader. If you want to build up your employees. You build them up. You. You. uh Yeah. So, between then and October, I work at Ardell Steel. For context, this is 2017 by now. I bust my ass, I hung in, and eventually, instead of being fired, I'm laid off. Guess what? That's a lot better than being fired. Because if you're fired, it means either you fucked up and you're leaving on bad terms or something else, sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's other reasons, I won't go into that, so I'm laid off, and this was mainly because I asked for time off to go to Ottawa to see my sister, couldn't get the time, they they couldn't get the time off, sadly, It was too close to the end of the year. They needed all hands on deck. So sadly, they had to lay me off in order to give me the time. But, since I was leaving on good terms, I was told, hey, if you're not employed, or you're looking for a job next year, call us. So, and lo and behold, That manifested into a job there again the next year. In between then... So, in between November and... May of this year. In order to stay active during the winter... Because I didn't want to fall into some winter depression. (coughs) Some sort of lull or anything... I went out and found a job. Because I, I need to stay active. I still... I, I may have just left the job. But I wasn't going to sit on my ass during the winter. I've still got bills to pay. So I managed to find a job. At Foot Locker. Right around Christmas. Well, before Black Friday. So, I worked there. I'll wait until August of this year and I went back to Ardell in May so after a point I was holding down two jobs also in 2017 I may have started a podcast network <laughs> uh, so after a point I get very busy and I have to leave Full Locker almost reluctantly But again, I'm leaving a job on good terms. And those guys at Foot Locker, A1 fucking people. Excellent fucking people. Some of the best I've worked with. So now here we are. I am a working man. I've got a place all to myself. In a nice quiet little neighborhood And all this happened Because of a text message So Blaine if you are listening I might actually link this to you Thank you You saved my life Just by reaching out Just by saying Hey Do you need help? And that's something we all... Out there need to accept. We need to accept that we need help. Sometimes. Because... You never know what's going to happen... When you accept that help. Because honestly... As soon as you accept that help... The whole world will be different for you. Because he... He... He didn't have to ask me if I wanted it, wanted a job. He could have asked anyone he knew, but he decided to give me a chance. A guy who has blown chances before. I had at that time a track record of blowing chances, blowing opportunity for underachieving when I could have been something more. And it's that text message. I keep looking back on it. I keep reminding myself. Look at where you are now. Because someone stuck out their hand. When you were in the dark. When you weren't sure what you were going to do. They stuck out your hand. And they gave you their hand. They gave you a hand when you needed it. So, that's how a text message saved my life. I went from a complete high school failure to pretty much steps away from being thrown out into the street to living In a pretty alright house. In a pretty alright neighborhood. It's a condo. Whatever. Shut up. Uh, But yeah. Just thinking about it, it. It's incredible. How simple things. Can do. Just so much. For someone. So. Go out there. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you to do. And you don't have to do this or anything, but the next time you see someone struggling, if you hear a friend of yours is having a rough time, that something has gone wrong in the life of someone you know. Whether it's a loved one, a close friend a family member whatever give them a message tell them hey i'm here if they need help offer you offer them help in any way because the second you do that the second they know that someone anyone is in their corner magic happens Uh, I I don't know how to end this. But uh, thank you again for listening. And again, thank you Blaine. Find the Blaines out there. They're good people. They are very good people. As I've discovered. And guess what? Good people lead you to good places. So... Thank you for listening to listening to me ramble for like fifty fifty minutes. It's now two twenty one AM September twentieth, twenty eighteen.